In the Word on the Go is brought to you by New Growth Press, the publisher helping every person grow closer to Christ. As parents, we all know how important it is to have good conversations with our kids, especially about the big things in life. If you've wondered how to get started, let me recommend Between Us Guys by Joel Fitzpatrick. It's a great conversation guide for dads and sons. And for moms and daughters, check out Between Us Girls by Trish Donahue. Find your next read to encourage you in your faith and learn more about new releases at newgrowthpress.com. This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm your host, Champ Thornton. Whether you're listening by yourself or with the family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm welcoming back Melissa Kruger. Melissa serves as Director of Women's Content at the Gospel Coalition. She's also Women's Ministry Coordinator at Uptown Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. She's the author recently of a book called Five Things to Pray for Your Kids. And she's now working on a book that will be coming out next year called Growing Together. It's a book for women mentoring other women. She's also written a book that's available now called Walking with God in the Season of Motherhood. Her husband, Mike, is the president of Reformed Theological Seminary, and they have three children. If you'd like to read her writing, she also blogs regularly at the Gospel Coalition website, and you can read more about her at her website, melissabkruger.com. Melissa, welcome back to In the Word on the Go. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. So what verse do you have for us today? Um, The verse I'd love to get to talk about is from Psalm 126. It's verses 5 and 6. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. So, Melissa, I have to ask, are these verses about farming or what are we talking about here? Can you explain (laughs) this verse? That's a really good question. They actually may be from the original authors about, about that very thing. This is a psalm of ascent. So the Israelites would sing these songs as they were going to Jerusalem and um, ascending essentially to, to go there each year for festivals and for Passover and different things. And so they would say these psalms as they were going up and ascending to the mountain, so to speak. And so truthfully, back in those days, many probably did live in an agrarian society where they were, hmm. you know, sowing and reaping were true real signs of God's favor. In a lot of ways, if our crops succeed, God is for us. Yeah. So, I mean, in their their eyes, this probably did represent true physical sowing and reaping in a lot of ways. But obviously, we also see, you know, in Proverbs, lots of talk about sowing and reaping, where it was clearly talking about sowing of our actions and what we reap from them. So, they would definitely have had, at the same time, a real understanding that we sow with our lives and we reap rewards or we can um, suffer consequences because of behaviors and different things like that. So I, I'm sure even in the day, they would have had a dual understanding of what that meant. But more so than us, they would have a true understanding of sowing and reap from an agrarian perspective. So there's levels of meaning or maybe better levels of application here. Originally, it's about farming, but then this has some application metaphorically to us today. So how would you summarize what it means today? 
Yeah, I think that's a really good question. And what I love about God's word is it is definitely um, always pointing us to the truth of what was going on in the time period it was written. And it's a lot living and active. And so it speaks to us in our situations as well. Hmm. And so I think there's this real notion that often our labors, and so in their day, it would have been probably planning and sewing. But today for us, our labors can be um, a variety of things. You know, it can be working in front of a computer all day, which isn't officially sewing, but it's the type of sewing we're doing. Often we do our labors in tears. You know, we, we, the ground is cursed because of Adam's sin. And so we don't labor um, with ease a lot of times. And so it's hmm. this promise that sowing in tears that we can reap with shouts of joy. Um, that hmm. That's often the labor on the front end is painful and it's hard and we don't see much from it. And one thing I actually do garden. And so I love watching things grow. And I have the benefit of gardening in a luxurious sense because, you know, if my crops fail, I go to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, for, but our true labors, the things that we're working for, I mean, it can seem to be the key to our success. And so we often labor with a lot of worry and a lot of fear. I mean, you know, for, for mm -hmm. people sowing in this day, if, if you didn't have rain, you didn't have sun, um, both working together, you could literally starve. And so we sow in an unknown place, often with tears. And so there's this wonderful promise that we can reap with shouts of joy. So we live in a broken and fallen world and all our efforts are stained by tears. It's difficult. As uh, Genesis says, there are thorns and thistles as well as sweat and tears. So your comments make me want to read it again. So let's go back. I'm going to read it. This is Psalm 126 verses 5 and 6. I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible. Those who sow in tears will reap with shouts of joy. Though one goes along weeping, carrying the bag of seed, he will surely come back with shouts of joy, carrying his sheaves. Melissa, why did you pick this verse? Mm. It's in the middle of the book of Psalms. How has it become meaningful to you? Mm. There was a time in my life when I would say this became one of my cling to verses. We were moving overseas to Scotland, um, to the city of Edinburgh, which is a lovely city, but I did not want to go. Uh, I felt like I was leaving everything behind to go. And I can remember sitting in the London airport. I had never even been to Scotland and I was moving there. And I was sitting in the London airport and I, we had an eight hour lo layover. And <laughs> I just was quietly crying to myself. My husband was asleep and the tears just flowed. And it was this verse that gave me comfort that I was going out weeping. Hmm. And I held to the promise that this was Lord willing going to bear fruit for the kingdom. My husband was going to work on a PhD. But when we went, he told me very clearly, he was going to a secular university, which is not always friendly to evangelicals. And so he told me, you know, we go, we're going out and they could reject my dissertation because it was a New Testament and mm -hmm. conservative viewpoints of the New Testament aren't very favorable in secular environments right. currently. And right. so it was this going out with no promise, no worldly promise, nothing I could see that it might not even result in any sheaves, so to speak. And so this is the verse I clung to, that God would have a purpose, even if his dissertation was rejected, <laughs> even if this all seemed in vain, 
that God would have a purpose in these tears and in the sewing. And so it was during that season that I clung to this verse. And it's been amazing how many times it's come up as I've worked with women in ministry. It could be in marriages where they're sewing in a marriage that feels dead. It just feels completely dead. And they're weeping as they're sewing, but holding on to the promise that God will produce the sheaves. And so I've seen it in, in a variety of ways as I've worked with women and even in my own heart. So this verse at first glance might seem to promise that if you have a hard time now, don't worry, it'll all work out for happiness. But you said something a little different than that. How would you make that distinction? Yes, I think the result that is not promised is that it will go as we planned for our own joy. Mm. Um, The result that is promised is that we will have joy. And so I actually really believe um, when when we look at this, that the sowing that happens in tears, God is able to transform into joy in himself. It doesn't always mean we get the desired results or output, but that he will give us joy in the outcome he brings and that that will be the fruit of his work in our lives. And so it's actually a deeper and richer joy that he promises because it's not dependent upon us getting our prescribed outcome, but that we will be able to look at the outcome he gives and say, it is good. He has worked all things for good. And this is a story I wouldn't have written. Sometimes we'll say that, but we will be able, I am convinced that we will spend eternity looking back and saying, oh, you were so right, Lord. You were so good to do it this way. And so I think that's the ultimate joy we will get to in heaven when we're really looking back and looking at all the ways God works and all the fruit he produced. And we will say he is good and the shouts of joy will go on for all eternity. Melissa, thank you so much for pointing our hearts to this passage from the Psalms. Would you take a moment and pray these truths for all of us as you close today? Father, we know that so many are sowing in tears today whether they are walking into hospital rooms that they do not want to walk into, whether they are suffering the effects of someone else's sin on their lives, Lord, whether they are working for a boss who is difficult to work for, whether they are struggling to make ends meet and their labor does not seem to produce what is needed to live. Lord, we know that people all over the world are sowing with tears. And so, Lord, we pray that by your mercy, you would take that faithful sowing and that you would turn it into sheaves of joy. Um, Lord, that this promise would be true, that your people would faithfully work to build the kingdom, to labor for the things that really matter in this world. So, Lord, we, we ask that you would do that. We ask that you would be gracious and that you would bring joyful harvesting among us all. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by New Growth Press, which aims to bring gospel-centered resources to every church and home. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.